Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Let me just pray for myself for the message and then we'll, we'll hit it. Thank you, Lord, for tonight. There's nothing we can do in our own power, Lord. There's nothing we can do. But luckily we have you to rely on, to trust in, to lead us, to guide us. As we are here as a community, Lord, family members, friends, visitors, we are here for you. And we want to thank you that you are here to meet with us and instruct our hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, everyone, tonight um, I'm going to try and be brief because Lika already stole the show. Okay. Um, we're talking about love. We, we were busy with a little bit of a, a series on love. And tonight we have part three. Don't worry, you have not missed out. You, you, you're not falling in tonight at a place where you can't catch up. Uh, we actually spoke on different areas of love. And the first one was the very uncomfortable sex talk. Yes, we did it. We all survived. And um, we made it. That was part one. Part two was friendships. What does scripture say about loving friends? And, 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 and how, do, how can we really grow together as real friends? And tonight we're talking about the love of God um, from a different angle. The angle I'm taking is there's books and dictionaries on this. So what I did is I picked three things that humans can learn when it comes to love if they have Jesus. Okay? Now what I want you to understand is that God does not have love. He is love. He, he created it. He gave thought to it. Love comes from God. Okay, God is the spring. And if you experience love somewhere in this world, it means water has reached you. But it's come from the spring. Now, if you start a relationship with God, then you are in the spring. Okay? You are in the place where love originates. And in that place, there's three things, three ways of love that you can learn that you cannot find outside of God. It is not possible. You have to taste it. You have to experience it. And then you can also give it. So there's this... Um, story, some of you might have heard it, of the atheist professor who just said, yeah, there's no such thing as God. And, and there was a, a student in his class, and the one day he had an apple. And he just said, professor, how does this apple taste like? What, what does this apple taste like? Explain to me. And it's an answer, apple, you know. I don't know, maybe it's sweet. Maybe it's satisfying. Maybe it's not as sweet as you thought. And, and then this student took a bite of the apple, like a juicy in, and he said, 
this is how this apple tastes. It is sweet. It is crunchy. It satisfies me. And the only way you will know how this apple tastes is if you put your teeth in it and eat. And in the same way, it is true when it comes to God. Scripture says it over and over. The power of the Bible is, is not, I mean, you see it in movies, like someone, there's this bad guy, and it's like, oh, you know, they, have you seen that? <laughs> they, they're like, oh, here's a Bible, and then the, the alien or whatever is like, ah, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like this. It's only words. It's only unless the Holy Spirit comes and takes it through your eyes into your heart, oh, then it's mighty and powerful because it's in you. All right? Having a Bible in your house won't keep a robber out. Okay? It's, it's not like SSA security systems. It doesn't work like that. It is the most powerful book in the world only if it comes into the heart of man and he lives it. Are you with me? Now, you can read about the love of God, you can read about stuff, but unless you eat the apple, you will never know. So I'm starting this sermon a little bit like we normally would end. As we explain this tonight, and maybe tonight you are here and you say, mm, I'm not sure whether I've got God in me. I'm not sure. Let tonight be an invitation. May every point draw you near. Because let me tell you what, He loves you so much. But you can only have Him on His terms. By bowing your knee before Him and inviting Him in. Amen? And so tonight I want to talk on the love of God that we should see here that is not possible on the outside. Only in the kingdom of God. Right, let me just lay a foundation. Some of these scriptures we'll get back to. 1 John 4 verse 19, it says, We love because he first loved us. I want to read another piece of scripture. John 3 verse 5, it says, Jesus answered, truly, truly, speaking to Nicodemus, a Pharisee, and he's saying, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. That is the biting of the apple. That is the heart coming to Christ, being born again. Okay? Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. All right. Just laying a foundation here. There's three things. You've got your notebook here. But when we love God, we experience it, and then we live it. And that's what we're going to land on tonight. Say three punten. Say for the Olang show, one, two, three. All right. So, let's start. Mark 12, 28. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, he asked him, he's asking Jesus, which commandment is the most important of all? And Jesus answered, the most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. 
And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Now what I want you to do is, in verse 30, I want you to focus on a specific part of that verse, that last part, with all your strength. I want you to focus on that just for a moment. When we say the word love, we, we come to different conclusions. We remember a movie we've seen, an experience we had, an emotion we had. And I just want to focus on something that is exclusive to knowing Christ, to love of your strength. Just look at the next verse for me as well, just saying the same fact. Before him there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his might. Okay, so we've got two words, all his strength and all his might. Now this is important, don't lose me here. That word there, all his might, in the original writing, can mean two things, and both fits in well. The first thing it can mean is, with all your strength, okay, your effort, your energy, you putting your mind on it, do it, loving in that way. What it also means is, with all your might, means with all your possessions, okay? Your might as what you have to your disposal. It's your might, right? If you've got a car, you can pick up someone for church. Are you with me? Okay. Love them with all his might, now, when you see someone coming to Jesus and accepting him as Lord and Savior, and that miracle happens on the inside of their heart, there is a shift from a fuzzy love, oh, God is a nice person, to a might that comes into that person. Suddenly, that person gets into the ring with sin, and start to get, give punches. Jesus was a nice person. There's a nice few Facebook posts they make about Christ until they meet him and they taste. And then you see, oh, this person has met Jesus because now there's a might that wasn't there before. They get in the ring with sin and they start to give shots. What happens? The life starts to change. And this world is not very good at loving with might. We've got fuzzy love. If I feel this way, my feelings must be love. And so we go like this until he gets hold of us. And then we love with might, with power, with strength. Why should you marry a person like that? Because they get in the ring to fight for the marriage with might. They don't fight to fight with the partner. Okay? They fight for the marriage. You become a fighter when you connect with Christ. Why should you marry a believer? Because you want someone that fights for love that fights for you, for the future, that fights. When we, and I'm just using a few examples here, some of these guys, 
they go on missions. It's a fight. It, it, it's a love that shows a fight. I'll tell you why, because it takes your leave. Missions is when we go on a bus to Zimbabwe and we go to Ludwig, we go to the same place and we have long-term relationship there. We have outreaches, we help them. Sometimes we go to Mozambique. Here's, here's why it shows me the apple was bitten, okay? Because there's a fight. Takes your leave, minder the Takes your money, minder KFC, okay? Takes your effort. You are taking leave to go and work. Who does that? People will fight. There's something that is happening in them. They are fighting for the kingdom of God. Did you know to share your faith is not an uh, easy thing? People might laugh at you. So God needs to gather people with some fight in them. You cannot act that out. When you have tasted it, there's a fight in your love. Let's talk about church. I, I hope that we're a hospi hospitable church. I hope you feel welcome here. Welcome here. Is it like a cookies? Good. She needs any prayer, I need the men to get cookie yet. Okay. As you give any worship, I get two cookies yet. We want everyone to feel welcome, but there's this tension. We need to grow believers, and as that we're going to pray, that we can't it. On the one side, we want you to be tough in the faith. That cannot be acted. It's caught by the Spirit. And on the other side, we want you to feel welcome and start your journey. We want both. I want to show you an example. Or let's just name number one. Number one, the love of God is a mighty love. You don't get this around every corner. That's why if you own a business and there's someone that is really serving the Lord, he's a good employee. He will fight for what is right. That's who I want to employ. So you want to marry. So you want to be your friend. They're mighty in love. Check this out. The guys that have been around for a while know this picture. This is, this is incredible. Who remembers this lady? Hands up. Name? Who remembers her name? Kitty Genovese. Okay? If you've been around a while, maybe you've read about her. Who's read about her? Let me tell you what happened to this girl. She was young, in her 20s, walking down an alley in America. On her way home, apartment blocks, uh, I think it was like different stores, the floor level, and then there was apartments. And as she was walking on her way to home, just to her front door, a man attacked her with a knife and stabbed her. Sorry for the gross details, but it's the truth. And she shouted, he's stabbing me, he's stabbing me, help. And some people turned on the lights in the apartments and they opened the windows to look out. And when they did that, the attacker ran away. But only ran away about 50 yards and stood in the dark. But she was too injured to get into a flat to the door. And everyone looked, but no one came down. And the man came back and murdered her. True story. Kitty Genovese. That's what happened to her in the alley. Everyone looked, but no one got down into the alley. Let me read you a scripture. We're talking about a mighty love. We're talking about a problem on earth. We're talking about people that need to connect with God. Something needs to be done. 
John 1 verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus came down when we needed him to come down. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Galatians 1, 4 says, He gave himself for our sins to deliver us. He came to deliver us. We were in the alley, the world, mankind. God didn't need to save us, didn't own us anything. He came down, away from the Father, beaten by human beings with a rod. You could see his intestines died now if you were one of the people in the alley looking down on kitty genovese you might lose your life if you go down right maybe you could get some other people say let's go down you might lose your life jesus comes down knowing he would be killed for us where do you learn that love only from him it is experienced it is tasted it is once you've given your heart to him and you stand in church and you think, Lord, how could you take a person like me to be your child? You've just encountered mighty love and now you can emulate it. Number one, the love of God is a mighty love. And I don't know what this means for you, but you need to get into the alley if you're a believer today. If you are in this church, it's part of our values, you must be in a small group, all right? Why? Because we want you to be in relationship with other believers. You need to love mightily, get over that, get back. Maybe to love mightily just means for you to get back over that past hurt and trust people again. Yes, they will. And then with might, you get up again. Maybe to love mightily means for you to take a step of faith and talk to that person at work that you know need Jesus. They might, but maybe that's what you must do. If you are a believer, go to him. Let him encourage you. Let him fill you. But here's the thing. Believers, we should love with a mighty love. Amen? Maybe it's time for you to start sharing your faith. Maybe it's time for you to, you've heard it for a while, you should be in the band. Maybe it's time for you to, to take the chance and do it. Maybe you're here tonight because someone invited you and, 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 and church has hurt you in the past. Welcome to people. <laughs> They'll do it again. I'll tell you what, there's much more healing where God is doing things among his people than on your own on the outside. It's time to love mightily and overcome what has happened in the past. Some of you need to fight for your marriages. You need to get, get in the ring and start giving some punches. Amen? This is only possible with God. We psych ourselves up without God. We did it when we were youngsters. It's the last time I It's the last Vandaag. I'm never going to do this again. You just do it again. There's no might until we encounter Christ. That's possible. Amen. Are you guys following me? First thing he teaches us is to love mightily. You know how it feels like to be loved? 
like this by a human being. It's amazing. It's important for me to allow my wife to spend time with God. If that means I need to do something around the house, this is important because that's where she learns to love me mightily. She needs to receive it from God. In this church, you are not allowed to only open the Bible in church. You need to do it in the week. Because you need to love mightily where you are, the workplace in your marriage. You need to take ownership. Let him teach you. Amen? Let's go on. Let's go on. Amper sê ek, ek preek nou. I want to read you this quote and then we're going to carry on. This is the second point. We only have three. I'm going to hurry up. The most loving thing that we can do for others is to love God more than we love them. For if we love God most, we will love others best. Who agrees with this? I do. Let's unpack this. Well, let me just say this. Where's Ben? Ben, if you, the, the best way to love Lika is to love God more. I'm going to show it now. If you are married, the best way to love your spouse is to love God more. If you are single, make, make it out already. You're going to love God more than that person you'll meet. Because that's how you're going to love them best. We'll show it now. Vian, you're going to get married in a month? Yes. <laughs> the greatest gift of love you can give to Robin is to love him more. So you can love her better. I'm, I'm going to show it. Okay? It's marriage prep. And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And this is the great and first commandment. And second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Right? As yourself. Right. Can, can I, can I uh, Vian, come help me. Jij in Robin. Okay, Vian, jij staan hier die kant. Jij staan hier die kant. Robin, jij staan die kant. Okay, jij is nou hier bij die altaar. Jullie gaan trouw hier die kant. Okay. So, dat lijkt like mooi. Trouw ook aan alles. Dat is oké. Okay. Nou, okay. Nou, the statement I made is if he loves God more, he will love her better, right? Why? Let me just explain something about your heart. If you grow as a person, what has happened in your heart, you will carry wherever you go. There's a great saying, wherever you go, there you are. All right? It's scientific. You see, the Bible is scientific. Okay? <laughs> you cannot be where you're not and stuff like that. Um, whatever growth is happening in Vian's heart will remain with Vian. L- let me just share something with you. If you've got a friend that gossips about other people in front of you. Let me tell you what. You are next. Listen up. Listen clearly. If they come to you to make someone else bad, you are next. Because that is what a person does when they gossip. If someone comes to you and they build someone up, you know what? They'll probably build you up because it's in their heart. Now, Scripture says, love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. How do we love God? When we love God, 
Scripture teaches us. We say, Lord, you are more than me. Amen? Okay? We say, less of me and more of you. Are you with me? Lord, you are perfect. Wash me because I'm sinful. I'm broken. Are you with me? What is happening to this heart here? This heart is teaching. This heart is being taught that God is more. God is one. I am number two. Now, let me just testify this with Vian. I've seen him for three years. He loves the Lord. Amen, guys? And he serves God mightily. What he has learned is that God is number one. He is number two. Say, ek is twee. Maak so twee. Okay, is twee. Now, hou daai twee daar. Now, now, walk over with that number two here. Keep it there. All right. With all your heart and all your soul, this is a great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Come back here. How do you love yourself, Vian? Because God has taught you this. Your will be done, not mine. You must be more, I must be less. Love your neighbor now as you love yourself. You're going to marry this woman. How will he love her? You won't get this out of God's kingdom. I will write a check. Now that is a godly marriage. This verse should never mean, should be open for you for the rest of your life. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If you can't get number one, it does not make sense because if you don't have God, you love yourself supremely more than others. That's not how you should love your neighbor. Love the Lord with all you have. Okay, I must be less. Now love others. You can have a seat. You guys get this? Now, number two, the love of God is a sacrificial love. You will not get this anywhere else. Most of the friends that befriended you and most of the friends you befriended, you've done it. Because there's something you get out of it. And for friendship in the start, it's not wrong. Most of the connections you have, there's a business upside. There's a, I don't know what we do together. And it's not bad. All I'm saying is God teaches humans to love sacrificially. And in marriage and in friendship, there is nothing sweeter than that. Make a friend that has this in your friendship. And you'll die for him. This comes from Jesus and from him alone. Are you with me? And so here we are. This is a community impacting love. And, and, and right now, <laughs> Lika here was consecrated to God. What does it mean for us as the number twos around that? It means this community should have an impact on Lika's life. Practically, it means if Ben and Elise go through a difficult financial time, we should be there. But that's what it means. I'm just using you guys as an example. It means if they go through a difficult emotional time, and each one of you around here, there should be people like this around you. You get that in church. 
where people are connecting with God. From selfish to selfless. You only get that with Jesus. Are you with me? She met me? Last point. Let's wrap this out. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has seen. Okay? It just says this whole thing of wherever you go, there you are. If you love God and you've established this here, it will show here. That's what that scripture is saying. But now what we learn from God is he loves first. Okay? He comes first. Check this next verse. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners... Christ died for us. There is no love you showed for God up to the day when you gave your heart to him. And that's important. There's a day for each one of us okay, to come to him and say, Lord, here's my life. Up to that point, you've done nothing but sin. And then you carry on a good amount afterwards as well. He's good. He's with us. Amen. But he comes for sinners like me and you when we don't deserve it. Scripture says in Romans, no one is looking for God. If God was here, we'd all be somewhere in Trichard, Okay, No one looks for God. We look for ourselves, Our self-happiness and joy. And then he comes and our heart can be changed. Right? But now, what he shows us that he comes and he looks for us while we were still sinners. Now, I've been on many committees in my life, and I make it a point to be connected to the town outside of church. Okay? My vrouw sal moeg vir die rugby club. Ek ook. Okay? But that's the place where I'm stuck in at the moment. Before that, I was always somewhere in the community. It's a commitment I have towards myself to make sure that I don't become a person that only lives in church. Okay? I've been on many com committees, and there's been many fights Christians that has a love relationship with Jesus are the only people that are willing to mend relationships and take the first step. I've seen it over and over. You can have this conversation with people. It doesn't matter the logic. They will say, The only people that move first is those who knows he has moved first for them. So you ask me, why does a godly marriage work? You've got two people that are willing to move first. This cannot be bought. This cannot be taught. We need Jesus. We need to have a relationship. We need to worship Him. We need to open His Word. We need to discover daily how He came for us. He took the first step. And so what does He teach us? Third point for tonight. The love of God teaches us to love first. And so I'll be honest about this. I've been wrong in my marriage. Most time, most of the times me. Okay. That is it. I've wronged my wife many times. Where she came and loved first. 
Now, what happens in a man's heart or in a friendship heart in that moment, you, you, you cannot buy that. We always joke about the Amarok in our kerk. All the mans the Amarok. The Amarok can't do for you. When someone loves you first. That's what he teaches us. And so this is my challenge. Oh, but just before I wrap up. One, one, more, one more verse, guys. Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Christians can't say, this network is. No. No. Because you are supposed to grow. Amen. To be more like him. But be transformed. Let me just read you something. And I hope you get this. Acting in love often precedes Emotional consent. Acting in love often precedes emotional consent. What does it mean? It means if you know how to love, you should do it before you feel like it. Because often you'll only feel like it after you've done it. What is that called? Faith. Faith is doing what your heart cannot see, but you know it's the right thing to do. I have a friend like that. Ooh, that is incredible. I don't go home and when I'm in the car, if I feel I want to be nice to my wife, then I will. If I feel I don't want to, I won't. That's immaturity, okay? He's leading us to love first because we know what the right thing is, not because we feel like it. As we grow in Christ, there's a love that is higher than feelings. David said, be still my soul and know that he's God. He's growing you and he's growing me. And there's a summary again. The love of God is a mighty love. It gets in the ring, okay, with sin. Listen, let me just talk about a mighty love. The, the one night I was not preaching, it was Vian's turn. And so I was to be bunk by the eyes. Okay. And this is what I told my wife. No weet ek hoe die mense voel wat nie hoef te preekie. Ek wil by die huis bly vanavond. <laughs> so we need some might also sometimes to get to the disciplines of faith. Amen. Take some might to wake up and read God's word. Take some might to pray. He teaches us that. The love of God is a sacrificial love. Ek is tweede. And the love of God teaches us to love first. We've got many visitors here tonight. Guys, this is your home. This is what we're aiming at. A love that impacts the community. There's no such thing as a private faith in this church. It's a public faith that touches the people around us. Firstly, those, if you're still living in your parents' house, touch your parents with your faith and your friends at school. If you're married, touch your spouse with the love that he's working in you. Touch those at work. It's a public faith. Amen? He died publicly on a cross for you and for me. 
let's stand tonight and close this evening off. I want to ask you for a moment to just be silent and, and, and close your eyes and get away from the distractions. And, and I want to ask you, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you at this moment? What is He whispering to you? feel there's many people here who are stuck in a rut. I mean, you've been going around the same thing over and over and over. And I just want to encourage you. God is calling out to you. Because He wants to start a relationship with you and He wants to teach you how to be a fighter in your heart. He wants to teach you to, to live and love and love Him above all and then those around you. And you know, I, I want to pray. I want to pray tonight for us. And, and, and here's what I'll do. I'm, I'm not going to call anyone to the front if you bang to VC. But I'm going to ask people in a moment if you want this prayer to be included for you to just put your hand up as a sign of faith and then I'm going to pray for you where you are standing but here's my question for tonight if you want to connect once again afresh to Jesus and allow this kind of love to impact your life then I want to pray for you tonight and I want you to take a mighty step say pray for me by putting up your hand and I'm going to count to three and then if you want me to pray for you I want you to put your hand up as high as you can and then I'm going to pray one two and three thank you for those hands thank you guys father I want to thank you for every person that that's just putting out a hand to you that's just saying me also Lord I want to I want to know you I want to touch you And Lord, I want to pray, Lord, for the love of Christ to engage these people in their hearts in such a way that flows over. And Jesus said that about the Holy Spirit. He says, I'm going to make you a fountain that runs over and over and over. Lord, there's people in this place that's going to change this town. There's people that works in offices that's going to change offices upside down. There's people in this place that's going to change their families. But first, they have to taste you. So let it be done in their hearts in the name of Jesus. Where you are standing, just, you don't even have to say it out loud, but I just want to invite everyone, just say, Lord, just forgive my sins. Just, just wash me clean. You can whisper it if you want to. Just wash me clean. I come to you. 
I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better grandpa. I want to be, I want to honor you at work, Lord. I fail so much. It's okay to talk like that because that's the truth. Now His grace can come. Lord, I just invite your grace into my life. Empower me, lead me to make a great difference where you have placed me. guys before we leave I just feel to take a step of faith before we go we are here as a community to love one another amen if you are sick we quickly want to pray for you anyone else that needs prayer just quickly come while we as a community let's put our hands can I get some leaders here to put their hands on Paul please um, if there's someone you know someone in your family that's sick cancer Parkinson's Alzheimer's what what Anyone else that wants to pray, please don't skip us at the end. Anyone that knows, you can stand in someone's place for healing. I'm just going to pray a blanket prayer. We're not going to make it long. As a community, let's trust for God heals us physically. And he heals us emotionally. Amen. Let's put our hand out to these people, guys. Father, as a community, we are called to receive love and give mightily, sacrificially, Lord. And so we extend our hearts to these people. We ask for healing also in the natural bodies of these people, Lord. Lord, thank you, Lord, that we can just come to you because you're a good father. And we just ask Lord this cancer to go in the name of Jesus not welcome Lord in this body it will go in the name of Jesus as a community we agree as a community we agree on earth as in heaven Lord as a community we agree and we speak healing into this body Lord and whoever Lord these healings represent we just speak healing in the name of Jesus and as a community we say we care we will not separate ourselves from the need We will not turn a blind eye. We will not say be blessed without being a blessing. We will not say go well without connecting on the way to the journey to pray wellness into the situation. And as a church, we proclaim healing over.